Well, welcome to back to New Beginnings Uniting Church and our series about exploring the Gospel of Mark. I'm so glad you could be here with us today. Um, before we just jump into this, I just want to pray with you right now. I just want to pray that the Holy Spirit is with you, opening up your hearts, your minds to understand the Bible today, the passage that we have and how that's speaking into your lives specifically today. So let's just pray. Oh, gracious, loving God, we give you thanks for today. We give you thanks that you can always be with us no matter where we are. May your Holy Spirit rest upon us today and just open our hearts and our minds to your word found in the Bible. May you speak to us. May you encourage us. May you challenge us, Lord. May you give us new insight. We pray this in your holy name. Amen. So this week in our um, exploring of the, of the Gospel of Mark, where we're looking at the words, the ways and the works of Jesus Christ, uh, we're jumping into Mark chapter 2, verses 13 to 17, which we've just had read for us. Um, and you can see here that Jesus actually calls another one of his 12 disciples. Um, the, and I just want to get out of the way the little confusing part. Um, He's called Levi, but we call him Matthew. Levi and Matthew, same person. So I'm probably going to talk about Levi today, um, but just keep in mind that's the, 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 one of the 12 disciples, Matthew. And we also see here the beginning of a conflict that arises between Jesus and the Pharisees. And this conflict um, revolves around the character of God and the forgiveness that happens from God and within one another, and how we forgive one another. And, and we're going to actually explore this concept over the next two weeks as we go further into Mark's Gospel. So let's just jump right into the passage today that we're looking at. And the first segment we're going to do, be looking at is the call of God to follow is always a personal call. The call of God to follow is always a personal call. So let's just hear this, the reading again for us so we can just really tap into this and really hear what Jesus says and what he's doing because we are focusing on the, the, the words, the ways and the works of Jesus. And then Jesus went out to the lakeside again and taught the crowds that were coming to him. So what, what, do we, what do we remember from the weeks previously is that Jesus needed to go out and tell the good news to all those people around him. So going back into the, the Bible again, as he walked along, he saw Levi, son of Alphaeus, sitting at his tax collector's booth. And Jesus said, follow me and be my disciple. Jesus said to him, so Levi got up and followed him. So we've got here, Jesus is actually teaching um, lots of different people. He's teaching uh, crowds, we're teaching people coming to him who want to uh, see, see and hear what he's saying, heard about what's going on. And what happens, Jesus picks out an individual for some special attention. And this man was Levi. And he was a tax collector. Now, you know, whenever I read these passages within the Bible um, that, you know, relate to the tax collector, I always think, I wonder what uh, our modern-day tax collectors think about the Bible and how um, everybody keeps on talking about tax collectors as being shunned by society. Um, 
But, you know, I, and I just want to kind of hold that thought that, you know, there are people that will do jobs within our society that back in the time of Jesus had a lot of stigma associated with it. And now we don't have that same stigma associated with that. So we just need to hold that a little tension for ourselves. But here's the interesting note, that while Jesus' message for everyone, Jesus' message is for everyone, he does single out individuals, Levi specifically, to call into further ministry, to call into doing something specific for the kingdom of God. And, and, and I just want you to really note this, that Levi was not especially religious. Levi was not somebody that was, you know, in church or the synagogue in that time, you know, really getting deep into to following God. He was doing his everyday activity, collecting taxes. See, Jesus actually calls Levi while he's working. And see, God's call upon your life may not necessarily come in the time that you may be in church or the time you may be in prayer, but may come at the time you're at work or the time you're at play. It comes at any point in time. See, God's call could come at different times upon your life. You know, for me, when I was called into full-time ministry, one of the this actually happened, specifically happened, as I was on the train coming, going from Sutherland to Westmead, to Westmead Hospital where I was working, and God said, I want you to change your job from what you are and become a minister in the church. That was the call upon my life to go and do more. And it happened as I was travelling to work. It wasn't in a specifically religious place. It wasn't in, you know, it was just in the everyday routine. The thing is we've got to be able to listen to what God is saying to us in this moment. That's so important. But enough about me. Let's get back to the Bible. Let's get back to Levi. As he's sitting there in his uh, uh, tax collector's booth. I always think that's really funny. Tax collector's booth. Can you kind of see, picture him there, you know? I always think of a booth as like this little thing like with a little roof above it and it's probably got tax collector on there. You know, I, I, I just digress. But just, just paint that picture in your mind of what it's like. He's there collecting taxes from people, trying to make a living along the shore of the lake. So often taxes were collected when, when, when goods came in. Sounds like goods and services taxes to me, but when people were coming and bringing the fishing and stuff or people were travelling along a road to another point collecting taxes. See, tax collectors in the time of Jesus, they were looked down upon, they were actually despised. The Jews um, really hated the tax collectors because the person who was collecting the taxes a Jewish person, was basically working for the occupying Roman army. And they would often um, line their pockets with charging extra tax. You know, there was a portion they had to give to the Roman army and then there was extra on top of that for their own pockets. And that made people really upset, but it made the tax collectors quite rich. Um, but also, the Romans also didn't like them as well because they didn't uphold anybody with, that would turn upon their own people. So here they're, they're coercing people to turn upon their own people, but they despise them in the process. 
So he wasn't liked by the Romans and he wasn't liked by his Jewish people. Here's Levi that, you know, really somebody that just was looked down upon, would often be spat upon, um, you know, and, and was thought as being scum, somebody that really wasn't worth much time. Now, the, the, the text doesn't say, say what I'm going to say, but I have a sneaking suspicion that the reason why Jesus turns to Levi specifically is I think Levi actually leans into what Jesus is saying. You know, Jesus is teaching along the shore and Levi's at his tax collecting booth doing things and he's teaching people. And I think Levi actually stops and starts to listen to what Jesus is saying. He's actually starting to lean in and go, I, I, I want to hear what he's saying. What's he talking about? What's this forgiveness that's happening? What is it that God is coming into this place in this time? And, and he's leaning in. And Jesus picks up on that and sees that he's leaning in. And this is a lesson for us. That we, we you know, as a church, our, our mission statement is to, to lead people to become fully devoted disciples of Jesus Christ, to become a disciple of Jesus Christ. How do we do that? Well, we need to look for those people that will lean in to your story about your faith in Jesus Christ. So the people that lean in and go, take an interest in that, they're the people that you really want to start to go, hey, maybe you would like to learn a little bit more about Jesus. See, Jesus sees Levi, and then he makes a call upon him and says, I want you to follow me, and you will become my disciple. I will teach you how to live your life for God and actually make a difference. I love what Levi does. He actually just gets up, leaves what he's doing, leaves behind his tax collecting, leaves behind all of that, and then follows Jesus. It's probably one of the few times that, that Levi has experienced somebody actually wanting him rather than despising him. It's probably one of the few times that he's heard that you are worthy and I want you. See, Jesus looks beyond the exterior and saw the person of, Jesus, of Levi and said, I want you to. And that's, that's so true for each and every one of us. We all have an exterior, we all have these other things. That we, some of them might be good, some of them might be terrible things that we may have done over our life. Jesus looks beyond that and sees what God created and it was wonderful and beautiful. And that's so important for us. So that's, that's the call of Levi. But I also want you to understand that in this process, what Levi does is he starts to invite his friends to come and hear Jesus. He invites Jesus to his house and says, I want to host a dinner for you and I want to invite people that normally wouldn't be invited, that wouldn't necessarily be there. I want them to come and hear your message that I'm hearing. And so this is what happens. And, and this, here's, the, here's the important point, that grace has no bounds. God's grace has no bounds. It goes out to all people. And this is where we find that here is the conflict that starts to arise. See, Levi's invited these guests, tax collectors, 
another disreputable sinners. Let, let, let's go actually jump into the actual, the Bible yet again, Mark chapter 2, verses 15 through to 17. Later, Levi invited Jesus and his disciples to his home as dinner guests. So he's invited them to come and as guests, along with many tax collectors and other disreputable sinners. There were many people of this kind among Jesus' followers. Notice that? Who are the people that started following Jesus in the first place? They were the people that were shunned and ostracised, the people that everybody thought were disreputable sinners. But when the teachers of religious law who were Pharisees saw him eating with tax collectors and other sinners, they asked his disciples, why does he eat with such... And I, love, I love the way the, the New Living Translation puts it, other scum. You know, low people. When, when Jesus heard this, he told them, healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners. Very specific words for us to really delve into there. So let's, let's, let's have a look at this. Let's have a look at what's going on. First of all, note what, Jesus, what, what Levi does when he calls, when he's been called to follow Jesus What does he do? He first of all says, somebody has seen me, found worth in me, and wants me to be their disciple, so I need to go and tell other people about this. I need to invite them to come and hear this message of Jesus who saw me for who I am. That's evangelism 101. That's bringing people to Jesus Christ. That's discipleship making. He hasn't even learnt very much, but he's calling people to come into a relationship with Jesus already. See, he's going, my life's been changed by meeting this person. So I want you to know this same life-changing person that I've met. So he calls other tax collectors and other people who are sinners, disreputable sinners. And also notice this, it wasn't just a house filled with those people. It was a house filled with other people. Um, religious leaders, people who have been wandering and following Jesus and, and they go, I want to keep on hearing, you know. I want to see more miracles. I want to see what Jesus is doing. And so there are other religious leaders going, oh, I've heard about him. I want to know some more. And so they're there as well. It really, think of it, this was not upper middle class suburbia when you think about this. This is not what you think about the typical Christian stereotype as nice people. These are people every day, not the goody two-shoes that you think. They were the disreputable sinners that were there that were wanting to listen to what Jesus had to say in there. And here's the dynamic that plays out with the Pharisees, those who are obeying the religious laws. And let me me just... um, say what was so specific and particular about the Pharisees in, in, as a religious group of people in that time. So they, they were following the Old Testament laws and they followed those religious laws very carefully. Um, they, they followed all of the, the, the negative laws, the things that thou shalt not do things and the things that they should do. All of those they followed very particular. They separated themselves from all the other people around them. 
and, and they thought they were righteous above all things. And they thought you had to be righteous in order to follow God. They thought that your patterns of behaviour had to be out there for everybody to show and your patterns of behaviour were the things that made you righteous. They thought you had to separate yourselves from those who were unworthy and didn't follow God in their pattern of behaviour. What Jesus challenges in all of this is he challenges and shows them in a moment that God's grace is not limited to a select few, but God's love and grace has no bounds and is open to all who want to hear and believe and who want to ask God into their lives. You know, grace is not limited. God's grace is not limited. God's grace is not exclusive. God's grace is inclusive and is for all people. And he, Jesus says this very, very profound thing. And I think, it, you know, uh, and so often that's exactly what Jesus does. He says so many profound things. I shouldn't be so surprised at that. But it's, it's really important for us to kind of hear this. Hear what Jesus says in this point. Healthy people don't need a talk, doctor. Sick people do. I have come to call not those who think they are righteous. So many people think they are righteous. But I have come for those who know that they are sinners. There's quite a distinction here. We often think that we are righteous. We often think that we are morally correct, that, that that we are right. And when we are right, so a righteous person thinks that they are right, that they are morally correct, and other people are wrong. So when we think that we are righteous, we think we're being put right with God because of our moral standing, because of the patterns of behaviour that we've done, because of the things that we do. That's what the Pharisees were doing. They were saying, you shouldn't be eating with sinners. You shouldn't be eating with these disreputable people. You shouldn't be doing this. You should be, you're, you're a religious leader. You should be um, sitting down with us fellow religious leaders who are observing the right behaviour and, and only talk to us. Don't we eat with these other people? And he says, no, it's not about that. It's not about those who think they are righteous. Whenever you start to think you are righteous, you think that you've made it because you have done it yourself. And that is something that is not about Christianity. Christianity teaches us, the Bible teaches us, it's not on our own strength, it is on God's strength that we are made righteous. It is not through our actions that we are made righteous, but through God's love, through Jesus Christ through his work upon the cross. But Jesus has come for those who know they are sinners. See, the thing about this, unless you learn and understand that you have fallen short of God's glory for your life, that you have done wrong in God's eyes because you're placing yourself above other people, above God, you're saying, I am the one in control, when we realise that we've done that and we seek forgiveness, 
then that is when Jesus will be able to step in and talk within our lives. We know that we are sinners. You have to, first of all, understand that you've done wrong in order to ask for forgiveness. If you don't understand that you've done wrong, you will never be able to ask for forgiveness. So Jesus comes not to call those who are righteous, who think they are self-righteous, who think that they have got it all, but those who know that they need the love and grace of Jesus Christ, the love of God. So let's just pray at the moment. Let's just come into this moment. Let's just hear God's call upon our lives. Now, God may be speaking to you right now for a specific thing to go and do, to be a part of. God might be talking into your life that you need to follow somebody, that you need to come into the the presence of God. God might be calling you um, to open you up, that you're not outside of God's grace that you are loved, that you are beautiful, that you are wonderfully made. God might be talking to you to say, you need some forgiveness in your life. But God might be also talking to you right now and saying, you've got a bit of self-righteousness there. You think you are better than others. But people are equal in my eyes. I want to meet everybody and I want everybody to come close to God. So let's just pray and let's let the Holy Spirit speak into your lives right now. And, 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 you know, I know we're not in the same room, but if God is speaking to your life, what I want you to do is put your hand up, raise your hand digitally. There will be a thing there for you to raise your hand digitally, but please put it up in there and say, I want Jesus Christ in my life. So let's just pray. Our gracious God, we just give you thanks for this. We give you thanks that you call all people to come into relationship with you. I pray that you are speaking to the people's lives right now, that you're speaking to the lives of people online right now. And Lord, I know that you are touching somebody's heart right now, that you are calling them to be so much more, that you are calling and saying, come follow, follow me. Lord, help us to realise that you are our Lord and Saviour. Help us to know that your grace knows no boundaries. Your grace is sufficient for all people all over the world. And we just pray that you will be with us now. Guide us, lead us, sustain us. And Lord, we just pray right now for those that are putting their hands up and saying, I want to follow Jesus. I want God in my life. I want to be a a, a disciple of Jesus Christ. Please put your hand up there and respond. And if you want to know more, as you respond to church online, I, I pray that you will put your hand up and say, I raise my hand, but we'll hit that other button that says, I want to get more information. Please do that if you want to know more information and you want to go further in your walk with Jesus Christ. I just pray this in the power of Jesus' name. Amen.